That's the great thing about about Alain's is that you're kind of you are learning all the time and all these things that you're encouraged to get involved with and all the opportunities it just builds kind of really interested and curious and well-rounded individuals so I think it's it's a wonderful place. Can you imagine where we'd be as a species without curiosity? Arguably our inquisitiveness can diminish over the years. How do you embed the value of curiosity to ensure pupils can retain their spark of discovery and the desire to keep learning through their lives? Millions saw the apple fall, but Newton was the one who asked why. Bernard Barrack. Asking why curiosity is a value at a school is a bit like saying, you know, why do we need oxygen to breathe? I mean, it just is because it is absolutely at the heart of what you're doing, truly. And inspiring the curiosity of our children. So firstly, children arrive curious. Like that, you know, they are born curious and they travel through our junior school as curious learners and they arrive here in the senior school, um, you know, again, equally wanting to know. And our, again, our privilege and our challenge is to keep that, that open-hearted, questioning, interested engagement alive in our pupils all the way through the school. Um, and so that they're not just asking questions about the exam specifications or about their next steps or, um, you know, about what they are learning even in the crop. But they're actually pushing, pushing the envelope, pushing that further. You know, what, what can I be doing in the world? What can I be doing with these gifts? How can I make the world better? How, you know, so it's curiosity in its deepest and widest form. That's what we are committed to when we say that's one of our values. That's Jane Lunnan head of Alain's school, and this is episode three of Alain's Rock On, Curiosity, our new school podcast which seeks to deep dive into a broad range of subjects and transport you into the world of Alain's. Director of Outreach and Partnerships and Physics teacher Ben Jones talks about how science drives curiosity. And we have a strap line in the science faculty which is simply that our aim is to encourage and to feed curiosity. And it boils down to the fact that I fundamentally believe that curiosity is part of what makes humans human. Um, a, a, a little toddler who knows nothing of science, if thrust in front of a sink and a tap, will put his or her hand under the water, this strange material and enjoy this strange stuff pouring over his or her hands and that is it it balls you know it goes back right from the moment of birth of the uh, the baby crawling under the sofa type thing we are we are instinctively curious and that continues until the day we die and that's not just restricted to science but it is but science i think embodies um structured uh, curiosity the day-to-day -day crux of what we do the teaching and inspiring young people um, is encouraging and feeding uh, our pupils' uh, curiosity. So we're very uh, blessed here by having the ability to offer masses of practical work, group practical work, open practical work, uh, which just gives the students the ability to explore and to ask questions and to do what that little boy who's a toddler might have been doing with the water, but at the, um, at the, at the next level. Um, so the, um, huge amounts of practical work. Um, and, and project work. So we, we're very keen at the school to not limit students to 
uh, designated practicals where the results, the outcomes are known, because strictly speaking, that's not curiosity. It's just teaching what we want the kids to know. So we, we, we've, we, we're, um, at various stages, we um, give students um, a chance to do completely open practicals, undefined white paper, blank sheets of paper, research. Um, we run a, a gold crest program, which uh, year 11s and sixth formers get involved with where they're doing university level research, answering questions that us teachers don't know the answer to. And I think that is the best type of type of research. There's a group um, uh, working with other teachers on uh, uh, called CANSAT, Satellite in a Can, uh, where they're, they're doing a proper problem solving, um, tinkering, develop, uh, development of circuitry and, and coding to um, to develop a satellite in a, a fizzy pop can. Hear from Year 13 student and school captain, Nana Yao, on what he took away from taking part in the European Space Agency initiative, CANSAT. I was in that competition um, on a team. Um, my design ended up not working um, at the <laughs> very end of it. It literally worked until two days before the competition. It broke, stayed up until 2 a.m. trying to fix it. Didn't work. But that's classic. That's yeah, classic that is exactly. It can literally be seconds before it goes. Everything apart, worked yeah. and then it just didn't. Um, but even so, the skills I learned from that um, essentially will like be the basis of my year 13 project because I'm going to do a lot of programming and um, have a design that is very similar to um, the CANSAT project. Alumnae Lucy Stook, Spurgeon's 2009, reminisces about an unusual white paper science project she was set as a student at Alain's. And there was swine flu. There was a, Alain's was like the centre the centre of one of the outbreaks, which was obviously a bit chaotic. But they allowed us, me and a friend um, who was also very interested in science, to kind of do a little project with um, like the public health and having a think about how it all happened and the response and stuff. So just things like that. I think that level of encouragement, I was in sixth form and I can't even remember the details, but I remember kind of going around to my friend's house and we had a big whiteboard out thinking about all the different things. But just that, that encouragement and that opportunity and the kind of, you know, this is something you're interested in. This is something that's relevant to us. Just go for it, I think, is so, was so interesting and so fun and such valuable experience. So um, definitely a really positive, although out of a slightly negative situation, a really uh, positive thing that came from my time here. The important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing. One cannot help but be in awe when he contemplates the mysteries of eternity, of life, of the marvellous structure of reality. It is enough if one tries merely to comprehend a little of this mystery every day. Never lose a holy curiosity. Albert Einstein. Ben Jones goes on to talk about the science-related societies on offer to pupils at Allains. We've got a great plethora here at Allains of science-related societies which would all give students the ability to be curious, to, to have their curiosity fed and encouraged. So each of the subjects, chemistry, physics and uh, biology, psychology, have all got their own societies. We, uh, we teach, uh, teach and have been teaching GCSE astronomy, which we've been doing since the observatory was installed um, about five years ago, a hugely successful course. We've launched a science and art society 
um, which I think just sums the whole thing up. It's wonderfully um, interdisciplinary, but how is it we can use the science that we're familiar with in our classrooms to create wonderful work? And you see some of the things that these students have been making in this society, and you're, you're left with the question, how, how did that come about? Um, what caused that wonderful pattern and, uh, and the link between the beauty and the structure of the art that they're making and you could extend that to the world or the universe beyond and then asking the questions how and why and so on is very much about what we, what we are about in that one, in fact in that one society. Continuing the theme of bringing subjects together, Jane Lunnan talks about the art of questioning and the future of learning at Allings. Yes, knowing how, yeah, knowing how to ask the right questions it's so much easier said than done. And actually, we often, uh, I often say in open days, we're not so much interested in teaching the kids the answers as teaching them how to ask what they need to ask. And I think you're right. That is, and that is about um, developing imagination, um, developing collaborative skills. Um, and as I say, the art of having your eyes and your, your mind open wherever you wherever you are and for me and one of the things that we are really excited about right now is how can you bring things together in unexpected ways so so looking at we're about to move into big curriculum review and that is about asking that question you know should should we just teach subjects in silos are there ways in which we can be curious ourselves institutionally about how we are developing curiosity in our kids so how do we bring subjects together in unusual, exciting ways that can really fire those connections and those additional questions. So, you know, lots and lots of questions, lots and lots of um, exploration um, is, what, is, what, is what we love. Year 13 students, Will, the economics president, and Nana Yao, chat about how studying design and technology has helped them stay curious. Um, so ever since year seven, I've been coming to DT and annoying Mr. Savile and the rest of the department. Um, and I feel as if the fact that we can come since year seven to like work on our own projects and develop our own skills and to bother Mr. Savile and the rest of the department, it, um, it really shows how there is a sense of feeding that curiosity and how like ideas aren't like pushed down or rejected kind of just like developed and changed and um, allows you to develop as a designer and as um, specifically for myself wanting to go into engineering as um, an engineer and because of that I think DT is a very important part of Alain's and the curiosity aspect of Alain's. I'm thinking that in DT when when you have a project to do especially in year 13 when you're given a brief of anything you'd like to do um, there's just so many possibilities on where you can take your project. There's, they have a lot of specialist machinery in here and plenty of materials, different materials that you can use. And just having that freedom to just try out different things, um, do a bit of prototyping, modeling, it, having that freedom allows you to sort of explore different ideas and that's sort of a source of curiosity. I had skills that we know, it can actually help us with employment. And then even if you don't choose to go down a career path involving DT, you will always have those handy skills yes. at home. It's just about that sense of like wonder of like, how does this thing work? How does that thing work? I don't know if that's just me, but that's how um, when I see stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, how does a headphone work or something? Mm. And it's just that sense of like, thinking about how everything works in the world around you and not just taking everything that is at face value. I think that's 
I think DTS fueled that a lot for me, which is good. It's very good. Curiosity is one of the permanent and certain characteristics of a vigorous intellect. Samuel Johnson. Let's go back to Ben Jones, who talks further about other ways people are encouraged to stay curious through science. Um, and, and I think then also in, the, in a more structured way, we encourage our children to be curiosity by giving them, by, 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 essentially by lifting their eyes up and helping them see what the world has in store. And we do that by organising trips and bringing in speakers and, and events. So this year we've had 20 to 25 external speakers uh, for science. Uh, we've had, a comp we've had a, 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 um, two science competitions, one internally for ha uh, students in, in our houses. Uh, we've, we run an inter-school science uh, quiz. Uh, we welcomed a, uh, an inflatable planetarium just a few weeks ago. Uh, again, all of these things to encourage our students to, re to ask questions or, I guess, develop questions that they, they hadn't asked before uh, in part. And, and, and again, to that end, we uh, each year, I suppose the high point really of, our, um, of the science, in terms of, I suppose in terms of outreach and accessibility to other people externally, is, is our annual R.V. Jones lecture. Um, it's in honour of a, an old boy of the school who um, did a huge amount of work in the Second World War to uh, essentially to, to, to um, protect the UK using his science, um, Reginald Victor Jones. But in this annual lecture, we've welcomed um, in, over the last seven years some uh, really wonderfully um, uh, what an eclectic and prominent uh, scientists. We've welcomed uh, Brian Cox and Helen Chersky, Robert Winston, Sarah Jane Blakemore, Anil Seth, to name a few. And this year welcomed our, our first ever um, old boy Nobel laureate, uh, Nobel Prize winner, Professor Michael Houghton, uh, who won the um, Nobel Prize for Physiology and Medicine uh, in 2020 uh, um, as a result of the discovery of the hepatitis C vaccine, uh, which was an absolute treat. He lives um, in uh, Canada, his university is in Canada, so we had a, a call with him with um, uh, two, 300 people uh, present. And it was um, well, utterly inspiring for our students to see this person who has seen such success and allowed his curiosity to take him to you know, really uh, impressive places. And yet only 40, 50 years ago, he was sitting at the same desks uh, that our students here were, were sitting at. Listen in on our R.V. Jones Science Lecture by Nobel Laureate and alumnus Professor Sir Michael Houghton, Tyson's 1968, who summarises his time at Allains. So I ended up in 1968. I got three A-levels, as they were then known, in physics, chemistry and mathematics. For reasons which I'm struggling to explain now, when I look back on that time, I remember in the science block coming down from the second floor from physics lessons, and, and also from the third floor for chemistry lessons, I would always stop off on the ground floor and look into the biology lab. Um, I was always fascinated with what they were doing inside. And I, I actually don't understand why I never studied biology at Alain's. So a, a strange lapse, but um, uh, I really am thankful to Dr. Gascoigne passed away a long time ago, but uh, Tom Gascoigne was a wonderful biology teacher 
And he really, um, once I decided to change routes and go the biological way, he really helped me a lot. Um, but also I, I experienced really many other good teachers. Um, um, so in 68, I was still at Alain's. I had my A-levels and uh, I had plenty of opportunities at college. My father wanted me to become a chartered accountant. Uh, I really saved the profession of accountancy from disgrace. My career was rather unusual. It benefited greatly from working with uh, good leaders, good supervisors, and good mentors. And um, I think students, um, I would advise you to find what your passion is, whatever it is, um, could be anything, but find what your passion is and then go and work with good people and get good mentors. Whilst Professor Sir Michael Houghton took a path away from accountancy, for alumnae Lucy Stook, accountancy became her calling after studying genetics. I just loved science. I loved it when I was at school. I had, at one point I had my own board in the biology department because I made so many posters, which is a sad thing to admit to, but I just loved it. And I knew that it was what I wanted to study. Um, but then actually I found that it was more the learning of it I enjoyed than the practical side of it. Um, and so then it is having that confidence to say, well, I thought I might do this, but actually why don't I try something new? And I've, that's, yeah, I've, that's what I found, that I just enjoy learning new things. Um, I've always now in my life just tried to find that level of learning and that, that enjoyment that I get, get from learning, I think really is something that I got here whilst I was at Alain's. And I think it's great that you are encouraged to be so curious here and there's no right way to do your learning or your future. Actually, the best way is to, to do it and find out and see what works. We're all born curious. Curiosity shouldn't stop once lessons are finished or indeed once you've left school. We hope this podcast has ignited your desire to learn new things. As Albert Einstein said, I have no special talent. I am only passionately curious. We hope you enjoyed episode three of Alain's Rock On Curiosity. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to our channel wherever you get your podcasts from. With thanks to all staff, students and alumni who made this podcast possible. Narrated by me, Max, produced and edited by Sarah McGee and the final edit by the Bonjour Podcast Agency.